Um, we've been uh, in a series called Triggered, and I, I picked that word only because it's wildly popular. And the more that I, you know, it's like one of those things when you become aware of something, really how popular it is, you start seeing it more. So like I see it everywhere now. And I realize more and more how much the word is used. So we use this word so much. Like, hey, you know what? How I was triggered. <laughs> you know, I got triggered the other day when you came in the door and you looked at me like that. And it's like I had something in my eye. And I was like, I didn't mean to like offend you. No, it was offensive. And so we, we've been talking about being offended. And we really have to get in. I'm talking now. I'm, I'm going to talk socially and I'm going to talk uh, as a church, our faith. And I'm going to talk personally. Um, this statement I'm about to make applies to all of them. We really do need to come to grips with and try to get a hold of this deep sense of offense that we walk with in life, where we, it's become epidemic, where we walk offended about everything. I'm going to make a very broad stroke statement right now. Everybody seems offended about everything. Like if I say the wrong thing, it's like we are so quick to make judgment calls on where someone's coming from. It's always such a funny conversation. I know that this probably doesn't happen to you. Maybe it does. Uh, I don't know, but whenever I'm in a conversation, this is always this awkward moment, you know, when you're kind of introducing yourself to somebody, and I'm like, oh, yeah, so, um, like, where do you, oh, yeah, I live here, and so I'm like, oh, cool, yeah, like, what brought you here, oh, work, oh, what do you do for work, and oh, you know, I work in, like, the aerospace, you know, or I work in biomed, or I, I work and I do this, or whatever, right, and people are telling you, and there comes this moment right here, here's the moment, you know what they're going to ask me? Well, what do you do? Uh, oh, uh, bit of a motivational speaker <laughs> of sorts slash comedian. In and around about segments of faith and helping people improve their life. You know, it's funny, the, now I don't really do that. I just go, oh, I'm a pastor. Usually the conversation ends right there. But as soon as, I use this as an example, as soon, we live in such an offended society. As soon as we say that, I can like see people's eyes, like, you know, some, not all the time, but sometimes. Because there's a preconceived idea of what I carry if I'm a pastor, right? Now, can, can I just be really vulnerable this morning? We're going to get vulnerable. We have so many preconceptions when we walk through life in our society that we walk in in such deep offense that when we meet somebody, we already have a preconceived idea of what their response is going to be to us personally. Now, that could be because of the country I'm from. It could be the color of my skin. It's because maybe, maybe you've already predetermined who I am. I'm a white American male, so he must vote Republican. He must be a fan of, he must, you know, he probably listens to this music. And we kind of, we, we do this, this thing that seems natural. And what happens is, is that we've walked into place in society, we've walked into this place in church, we've walked into this place personally, where we walk with so much offense about everything, we cease to be able to have real life conversations with each other that we desperately, can I tell you this? We desperately need. I grew up in a, in a little city on the coast called Oceanside. Yeah. Anyone here from Oceanside? Dude. My people. Any pirates in the house? Any wildcats? One? That should tell you something. 
Pirates kill little animals. Just kidding. Just kidding. Someone's super offended right now. Okay. You get my point about offense. Last week I talked about five signs, five things, five signs that you might, that five signs that I might, that I, when I see these in my life, that I might be partnering with offense. Now it's totally different to have offense pass into our sphere of influence. We see an offense, we then can make a choice whether or not we want to pick that offense up and we want to entertain it, we want to partner, we put it in our pockets, we begin walking with it. And now all of a sudden it becomes part of our identity. And we're just offended. Every time someone, we're, we're offended. I'm offended. I'm offended. That you, are you offended that I'm offended? You're not offended that I'm offended about this? So I'm offended that you're not offended. You should be offended at the fact that I'm offended about this offense. But don't we see this happen? So there's some signs. We talked about five. Here are the five we talked about last week. Sense of entitlement, frustration, control, separation. Anger, those are five things I would highly recommend you go back and listen to the last two weeks if you have no context of what I'm talking about. Now, I'm going to bring us up to speed very quickly. We're going to go through five today. Now, I want you to know these 10 things are not an exhaustive list of things that are signs that we might be partnering with offense. But I, I'm going to summarize really quickly this, this story of this guy Naaman in 2 Kings. I'm not going to read through it. The last two weeks I read through the whole story. Here's the summary of the story. There's this guy. He's a great warrior. His name is Naaman. He's conquered many things, many places, but he had one deficiency named in Scripture, and this deficiency that was named in Scripture is that he had something called leprosy. So he goes to his king, and his king sends him with a letter to the king of Israel. And so Naaman shows up with, with in today's money, shows up with $5.1 million. It would be the equivalent of showing up with $5.1 million and a letter from the king. And letter to this king of it, to this king here says, King of Israel, heal my man. He's a great man. He's done a lot for me. Heal my man, Naaman. And the king is like, what the heck do you want me to do? I'm not God. And Elisha, this guy who's a prophet, he hears this. So Elisha steps in. Elisha says, hey, he needs to come down and see me. Elisha, as, as, as uh, Naaman goes down to see him, he takes his entourage down. Chariots and horses is what scripture says. Because when you're a great person, you have an entourage. So he takes all his people. Don't you have people? I have people. I have too many people. Seven kids. Ten people in my house. I need, I need a bigger house. Like, Lord, please. I, right? I got people. And sometimes having that many people gives me a sense of entitlement that I deserve something. And that's what Naaman was. Well, you know what? I need, you know, I, I, I'm going to go and see Elisha. And Elisha doesn't even come out of the house. The way the story goes, Elisha says to his servant, hey, I want you to go out and I want you to talk to this guy and tell him this. So the servant goes out of the house, doesn't even go, Elisha doesn't himself, doesn't even go out to talk to this great man who's come with an entourage and over $5.1 million. How many of you would make that decision? Naaman gets super offended. Servant tells him, you need to go wash in the Jordan River. He gets angry. Ultimately, he ends up wisely listening to his servants, and he goes and he washes in the river, and he's completely healed. One of the things that I think that I run into in life that Naaman ran into that could be a sign that you're partnering with offense is, is this issue of respect. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Give it to me. Give it to me.
Naaman felt disrespected. Now I want to tell you, men sitting in the room, there was a social science study done. Men, I want you to understand this. You are hardwired to want respect. This is, I mean, and this isn't like clear 100% across the board in terms of between men and women, but by and large, the social science study that was done said this. When men were asked, would you rather be respected and feel unloved or feel loved but be disrespected? Guess what men said? I would rather be respected and feel unloved. Almost across the board, every man said that. There's something in men. Like when we feel disrespected, I think that's why when men, when we get together, there's conflicts between the testosterone. It's when it's, and there's certain things that men, you know what I'm talking about. There's certain things that we can do with one another that are like little, like, like it's a little disrespect and our wives are like, you're stupid. <laughs> why? That's so, that's so dumb. You know, and men are just like, you have no, did you, did you see what, and, it's, and, gir and girls, you're totally oblivious. You're like, I don't even know. I just feel so loved. Because when they asked the females, guess what they said? They said, I'd rather feel loved and disrespected. This is the wiring of men and women. So respect is a big issue. Respect, it's built into us. But what happens is that if we don't understand respect, we sometimes will end up feeling disrespected and not know why, and we will respond out of it and we'll get ourselves into trouble. I've done this a ton in my life. I'm going to read this really quickly. 1 Thessalonians 4.9. Now about your love for one another, we don't need to write to you, for you yourselves have been taught by God to love each other. And in fact, you do love all of God's family throughout Macedonia. Hold on a second. I'm dancing someone's phone. Okay. If you're watching online, you don't know why I'm doing that. Yet we urge you, brothers and sisters, to do so more and more. Now, what I'm about to read is like one of my favorite passages in all scripture, and you're going you're gonna to hear why. This is, this is great. Okay. We urge you, brothers and sisters, to do so more and more. To do what? To love the people. You've been loving the people in Macedonia. You've been loving the people in San Diego really well. You've been loving the people in Vista really well. You've been loving the people in Oceanside really well. You've been loving the people in Carlsbad, the people in Escondido, the people in San Mar people in Poway, the in Rancho Bernardo. You've been loving the people around you really, really well. And we're going to encourage you to do that more and more. This is what the scripture is saying. We don't want you to stop where you're at. You've been doing a great job, but I want you to do it more and more. And now listen. And to make it your ambition to lead a quiet life. I love this advice. You should mind your own business. I could preach right there for a while. Okay? You should mind your own business and work with your hands just as we told you so that your daily life may win the respect so that your life may win the respect of outsiders, so that you will not be dependent on anybody. What is respect? When I looked it up, respect means reverence. Reverence is a gesture of respect as if to bow. So when you come into the, when you come into the courtship of a king or a queen, what do you do? You show respect. How do you show respect? Because by being reverent. How, how, how are you being reverent? Well, when I walk into the courtship of a king or queen, that I would be expected to what? To bow. That's, show, that's showing that respect. 
It's a state of being revered. To be revered is to be shown great honor. Here's the problem. Naaman didn't feel like he was being shown any great honor, but he was a great man. See, what happens is with my pride, when I feel like I'm a great man, I deserve great honor. So when I walk into my house and there's certain things my family knows, there's certain things that like, I'm going to use this word, certain things that trigger me, certain things that trigger and my and my, my kids, my wife, they know there's certain things because it's, it's things in my past, things that I grew, things that I don't like. And I walk in and they trigger. And what happens, I actually take that as a sign of dishonor. But I'm not partnering with the fact that the dishes aren't done. I'm going to be vulnerable because that's one of my triggers. Now, I could tell you the backstory as to why. I won't. But there, there's a story attached. To it. Because don't we all have stories attached to our offenses? I understand there's a story attached to the offense. I don't think our heart should be attached to it. And I feel dishonored, disrespected. And I feel like I haven't been, this is the pride, I feel like I haven't been bowed to the way that, life has not bowed to you the way that you think it should, and so you're offended. You feel disrespected. I feel disrespected. Offense is really what's below the surface. And I might be partnering with offense if I'm actually walking around disrespected. And I learned this, I learned this from my father-in-law, uh, who, you know, passed away just a handful of months ago, retired Marine, went on to have another career selling life insurance, went on to have another part-time fun work that he did, um, working with people at the local mortuaries who just lost their families. This guy just, he, this is just who he was. Just there for people. This guy commanded respect. Do you notice that I did not say he demanded it? Respect is not something you can demand. It can only be commanded. He commanded respect because when he walked into the room, he would always get on me because I wasn't the best dressed in the room. Because he was taught to be the best dressed. He'd always, he, he, he would sit and tease me. You know, my, my father, if you didn't meet him, he's just old school African American. He's like, Pat! Grew up in the South. Him and I are like polar opposites. Like, really. <laughs> All you preachers up in the pulpit. <laughs> Walk around preaching in them blue jeans. Now, why was he saying this to me? Because this guy, everyone knew Mr. Coleman in Oceanside. So many people know this family, right? Here's what blows my mind. He'd walk in, he'd be the best dressed. He'd be, if you ever saw him here, he had a fedora on, bam. Car always detailed, suit. Like, where are you going? He's like, to the grocery store. I'm being, I'm kind of being facetious, but he would get on me. You need to be the best dressed. Why? Because he learned, this is what commands, he'd walk in and you just knew that man is a respectable person. You don't have to demand respect when you're respectable. It says here that respect was one, which means it's not something that you're handed. It's not, it's not like, oh, you have your respect license, right? You earn it. So I'm going to get up every morning and I'm actually going to earn respect. Am I, am I being respectable? I used to tease my father-in-law. So when he got done kind of jawing with me about my blue jeans, I was sitting in a chair in his house. And, he's, and he kind of like looked at me and like rolled his eyes. And I said, uh, Daddy, we affectionately called him Daddy. I said, Daddy, um, that's not, that's actually not accurate. Because I don't wear blue jeans, they're black. 
He had a soft spot for me. I believe it. Just let, let me believe it. <laughs> Number two, you might be partnering with offense if gossip is present. Ooh, this is going to be a big one. This, I, I love this passage. James 1.26, those who consider themselves religious. Okay, what is religious? Religious is like, I have a routine where I get up, I go to church on Sundays, I pray to Jesus, I read my Bible, I watch online, and I do these certain things, like people of faith. Those who consider themselves religious and yet do not keep a tight rein on their tongue deceive themselves and their religion is worthless. You know what this tells me? Gossip can undo all of the things that you're trying to do. You can do everything you can with your hands. You can, you can mind your own business. You can work with your hands. You can love people around you more and more. And in one fell swoop with your tongue, you can undo it all. People are listening. People are, pe- people are waiting. They're hearing. Oh, you're a pastor. You know, when I tell people, oh, I'm a pastor, you, they're, they're listening for what I say next. They're listening for me to join in maybe on the complaint train. They're listening for me. Cause, why? Because they, cause, and I'm going to tell you something. As soon as, I, as, soon as my mouth, and, I, and I, lose, I lose control of my tongue, my to- your tongue and my tongue have the ability to set fires. An offense always searches for a partner. When I'm offended, I want to be with with other people that are offended like me. And gossip is the gatherer of all of the offenders that are offended and carry the offenses. Gossip says things like this. Here's some language for gossip. And, I, and, and these are born out of people, like, ask, people will ask me questions. Hey, is this considered gossip? Or I've heard this through years of counseling, or I've honestly said it myself. Gossip says things like, hey, uh, can I talk to you? Can you believe what happened to me? And I want to bring you into the know about the thing that I'm carrying, the offense that I'm carrying. And by the way, if I ask that question and you're not willing to, you've now offended me. And you're the next person that I'm going to gossip about. That's how it works. Here's something else gossip says. Um, I, I'm just venting here. Or how about this one? You know, I'm, I'm an external processor. Can I, can I process this with you? How about this one? I'm really seeking counsel and advice on this subject with everyone. And all of Facebook. And really whoever will listen in the checkout line at Sprouts. Or the Walmarts. Yes, you have to put an S on the end of Walmart. It is Walmart's. 
what's happening? What's happening is, is that offense doesn't like living alone. Because I said this week one, the power and the, and the purpose of offense is to destroy. So offense doesn't want to just destroy my heart. It wants me to go and gather through gossip. Because if I can gossip to all of you and gather all of you to my same offense, now I have you underneath the burden of what I was offended by. Now it's destroying all of 